So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast Episode 49 for April 10th, 2016. With me this week, I have three people. First, uh, let's talk about Aroa. Andrew Aroa McFain, you are the last to show up because you're a bad person. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. And uh, we've got Parallax Abstraction, also known as Jerry Corcoran. Hello. And lastly, we have Connor Nemesis Besh. You know, we've been talking for the last 15 minutes now. I bet if we just hit record earlier, we would have had some funny stuff in this podcast. Yep, but otherwise it's just going to be a normal, boring podcast. I know, right? I'm, of course, your host, Nathan Reeton Spruth, and let's talk about video games before we go into the steamy stories we have uh, set up for you. Yeah, First probably open those, huh? Yep. So, uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about Parallax. Parallax, what games have you been playing this week? Uh, it's been kind of a nutso week, so uh, not as not as many as I wanted. I played a well. We had a land party at work yesterday, so I played a whole whack of various things there. But um, the two sort of major ones this week, I guess, is I did a video uh, this week on Atari Vault, which is a um, uh, collection for the PC of old Atari, uh, very early Atari arcade games and 2600 games that has like, you know, the sort of nice wrapper around it and all the extra features and stuff. Uh, pretty good collection, pretty well put together, but, uh, whether or not you're going to be into the games it offers is purely down to personal taste. It's a lot of, uh, Atari's very, very old stuff that's, you know, there's historical classics in there, but a lot of it has not aged well at all. <laughs> Um, and some people might, you know, might get bored with it a little quick, but, uh, it was, it was pretty good. The, the package was, was very well done. Um, and the other one I've been playing some just in little short sessions before I go to bed is I started, uh, have you guys heard of this game? It came out a little while ago called Oxenfree. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game. Uh, it's interesting. It came out, it's from some ex telltale people. Um, and it's this, uh, it's a story, you know, it's a game kind of, in some ways, like Telltale, there's a lot of conversation in it. Uh, and it's this really weird, uh, I don't even fully know what's happening yet, because I'm only about halfway through it, but it's this really weird sort of, uh, I don't know, Cthulhu-esque is not the right word, but it's a, it's a story about, like, modern teenagers in modern day that go to, like, this island uh, where, where kids go to, to, like, party during the year, and a whole bunch of weird stuff happens, and they, like, all get teleported around the island to different places, and... Uh, and all this stuff, and it's uh, it's a lot of it's sort of a lot of walking and talking. There's some more, there's some other gameplay stuff in it, but it's uh, it's mostly about the dialogue. But it's it's been interesting so far. There's a lot of really really good voice acting in it. The writing's pretty interesting, though they are portraying modern day teenagers. So some of the some of the writing makes me shake my head, only because I know I used to talk like that 20 years ago, um, probably. Um, but it's, it's been interesting so far. I don't know. I haven't finished it, so I don't know what to make of where the story goes. I've kind of gone back and forth on, you know, is this any good or not? But it seems to be purposely keeping, keeping me guessing as I go. So, uh, those are the two main ones I've been doing. I wanted to start the division this week and I, I got through the tutorial and that's far as I had time for. <laughs> was, uh, was that the game that has Elijah Wood voicing one of the dudes? 
Uh, oxen free? That's a good question. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me all that much, yeah. other than just the budget that would be required for that. But yeah, yeah. <clears> it, <throat> uh, it, 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 uh, no, he's not in it actually. Oh, okay. that's not uh, the game I was thinking of. No, he was in. Uh, well, he was in Broken Age, Double Fine's thing, and I think he's been in something else recently. But. Uh, um yeah th this is uh, I I haven't heard of any of the actors who are who are in this game. I think they're all fairly fairly small actors but uh yeah it's 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 pretty good and they do a, a very believable job. Like it's one of those games where it definitely sounds like the actors were actually all in the same room when they were recording it. Yeah. Uh, which makes it a lot better. So yeah, it's been cool so far. I mean, you know, by the end of it, the story could be could end up being really stupid or could end up being pretty cool. It's it's hard to say, but it's like uh, it's an average of around four hours and I'm about two and a quarter through it at this point. So I might finish it tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And I also got uh, to my great surprise. I forgot uh, Stardock actually sent me review code for Ashes of the Singularity, which is their new uh Real-time strategy game that just came out. That's um, it's more it's as much of a showcase for DirectX 12 as anything else. But it's also um, it's like a spiritual successor to like Total Annihilation or Supreme Commander, one of those games where you have like a bunch of robot units and you can have like these epic battles with like a bazillion units on the screen at once. Um, I played a little bit of that. I'm hoping to stream it this upcoming week with a couple of buddies of mine, but. Uh, it's a little thin on content. There isn't much of a campaign. It's clearly more multiplayer focused, but it's pretty cool. You build a shitload of robots and have them shoot each other, which is always fun. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I dig it. I, I do like Supreme Commander. I haven't played it in quite a while, but yeah, I've always liked games like that. I'm not very good at them, but I do like them. I'm terrible at real-time strategy games in general, but yeah, this, uh, this seems pretty... Uh, Pretty interesting and very much in that vein. And it, it was supposed to show off. Uh, it's being developed by uh, uh, Oxide, which is a new internal Stardock studio that was writing a new engine made for the ground up for DirectX 12. So it's like it takes super advantage of multi-core processors and high-end GPUs and all this other stuff. And this is as much a demo for that. as. But the game underneath seems solid. It's just it's it's definitely looks like it's geared more towards multiplayer skirmishes. The campaign in it is really just a bunch of scenarios that just teach you how to play the game. There isn't much of a story to it. It's, but. it's kind of weird. Uh, I noticed that whenever a new technology comes out, real-time strategy games tend to take advantage of that technology before anything else. Real-time strategy games and racing games yeah. Those yeah. always seem to, to push the, the envelope. And I mean, for RTS in particular, what they went for with this, I could understand it because this is an engine, because this Oxide engine is an engine that Stardock hopes to eventually sell and license. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, I can understand why they want to do that because they're really because the big push behind DirectX 12 and the big advancement it's supposed to offer is is really really like uh, base level hardware level multi core support, which even to this day a lot of games that come out now still don't handle very well. Uh, and this is supposed to be DirectX 12 is supposed to support that much more at sort of the bare metal level. So that's why, you know, I remember I think Brad Wardell said in an interview quite a while ago, they wanted to make this in part because having a game where you have a bazillion units on the screen and each one actually is maintaining its own, uh, you know, individual routines and it's not acting as a group and, you know, it 
each of these units is being maintained individually as opposed to sort of a larger group thing is uh, a really good way to show that off. Um, and Stardock just has, you know, RTS is kind of their bag. So uh, it was a really good showcase for that. It's been interesting. It runs pretty well on my computer. Funny enough, AMD cards are actually much better at DirectX 12 than NVIDIA cards. Yeah, Uh, I was going to say, I remember after you started talking about that, that they were the ones that came out and said, hey, uh, NVIDIA's drivers actually lie about what their cards are capable of. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the, the cards, their cards actually don't have some of this. So it's funny because AMD, AMD's current generation of cards performed worse in most cases at DX11 than NVIDIA. But there was some comparisons out there where like, uh, you know, like a, a an R9 390 was beating in, in ashes was like beating a Titan X uh, just because uh, the way... I forget, I watched a video on Adored TV's channel recently about this, but he talks about how, uh, yeah, th- something about with the way AMD AMD's cards are much better designed for DX12 at a hardware level than NVIDIA's are. And at that least could change right now. next generation. But yeah, Ashes runs a good 20 frames a second better on equivalent AMD cards. Well, considering that uh, they're, they're coming out with new cards this June or July, I I think yeah. the new cards are going to be very comparable <clears throat> to could be or or better than the AMD equivalent. They'll be better. Oh yeah. Yeah, it depends. Apparently, well, AMD. The rumor is right now is that AMD will be launching Polaris, which is their new cards, uh, probably this summer. Nvidia actually might be late, and they might actually come out in the fall. But that also gives them more of a an opportunity to. You know, see what AMD does, and then attempt to uh, attempt to beat it. So it'll be very interesting. I'm waiting to upgrade this. I kept the GPU for my old computer in this one, and I'm waiting to upgrade until that next gen is out, and I see who's got the crown again. Same well, thing with uh, me. They're it, probably still going to stick with that stupid design that they went with with their uh, with their most recent cards, where it has like a maximum RAM that's like stupid low for being an AMD card while yeah. still not really boosting performance all that much. Like, DX12, like you said, definitely helps a lot, and I'm sure that uh, whenever we start seeing games that support Vulkan, um, yes. that they'll they'll improve quite a bit. But yeah. I can't see this new architecture that they, that they rolled out really making that huge of a difference whenever they have been trashed by NVIDIA for the last, like, three or four generations now. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard for them because... I mean, even if their cards are better, you have the people who are loyalists who have been like, well, NVIDIA's been better for so long, and that's just yeah. who I go with. And what and really AMD's, sucks. you know, AMD doesn't have, AMD's been bleeding money for years, and they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't have, even if their cards do turn out to be superior, they don't have the the marketing budget that uh, that Nvidia does and most people are saying that this next generation of car of GPUs and CPUs is probably AMD's Hail Mary if they can't do well with this then they're probably done <laughs> pretty much yeah, the, yeah. I, I would I, I've told a couple of people that like I think the only reason that AMD has even managed to stick around this long is because they managed to get hardware deals with console manufacturers and for some weird reason Apple uh, so when it comes to so do you know why? Machines. I actually know why. <laughs> I'm assuming it's because AMD is remarkably good at OpenCL applications. No, that's that's what you want with the Mac that, Pro. That's actually not why. 
Well, maybe for the Macs, but I know why they're with the consoles. I assume it's just because they're cheaper. No. I thought it'd be a large per, uh, you know, bulk buy kind of thing. So I went to a, I went to a place, a thing called PDX Land in Portland, Oregon. And it was right after the X or right before the Xbox 360 got released. And we were talking to the NVIDIA rep. And basically what happened was when the Xbox 360 or when the Xbox, the original Xbox came out, it had a modified 6800 or 6600 uh, GT in it. And so everyone presumed with the next generation that they xbox 360 would use an nvidia card as well but for some reason when nvidia went to go negotiate with xbox or with microsoft microsoft wanted full rights to the card and that's right and so nvidia was like nah we're good and they backed out Hmm. and so they so uh microsoft had to go with the you know cheaper alternative of amd that is interesting Hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I, presuming that's probably that that would probably be very similar to Apple because Apple likes controlling everything. So yeah. I could see them just being like, "Well, uh, we'll just go with AMD because Nvidia doesn't want to, uh, you know, sell the rights, the full rights of the card over to us." Yeah, because with the new Mac Pro, um, it is a totally custom card that they have shoved in there, or pair of cards. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I also imagine that it has a lot to do with uh, AMD's really strong support of OpenCL and other open standards as opposed to NVIDIA, who just yeah. goes, no, nah, just use CUDA. Well, yeah. yeah. Use CUDA or, and the thing that they've gotten in a lot of shit with on this generation, you know, use our GameWorks API, which has been pretty much proven to, you know, cripple competing cards. Yep. Uh, when it's in use, and you know, and yeah, and it, that's the other thing I've liked is that yeah, AMD is very much you know they support OpenCL, they support um, they support uh, FreeSync, they support other the things that are not that are not locked down that way, which is why I do you know even though I've used Nvidia cards for the last three GPUs I've had, I do I do actually hope AMD can hit a home run with this and make something really good that gives them some market share back and gives Nvidia some real competition again because if AMD well AMD I don't think would ever go out of business I'm sure they'd get bought up but yeah like even now like there's only there's only two GPU competitors in the market and you know if one of them goes away that's bad for everyone oh yeah because yeah. I mean Nvidia yeah. already has such a huge market share that that would just destroy any competition and yeah, the, and that's innovation why, in the process. And, and that's, you know, why they can go up to Microsoft and Microsoft offer, offer them a boatload of money, but want it all proprietary, want to want to own everything. And, and NVIDIA has such a big market share that they can be like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty much. With so. that, what games have you been playing, Connor? <laughs> good transition. Yeah, uh, fuck you. I haven't been playing many video games that often however so Ro, uh, what I've games have you <laughs> <laughs> been playing a whole lot of tabletop games oh cool what, uh, what? I, I found some buddies nerd. i know right i found some buddies over the internet which makes it all the worse who were like hey let's play some shadow run i was like yeah i love shadow run and uh while i was on that website from them ended up playing uh finding another group wanted to play some D. so now my time is Mostly filled with rolling up characters. Loser. It's a fun time, man. 
Nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, to, I might have to call you up uh, in the summer sometime because my friends want me to DM and I've never done it before. Yeah, it's it's not as hard as it sounds. It's really intimidating, but once it gets started, it's pretty good. Yeah, you just have to come up with stories. Yeah, or just yeah. find them online and or and steal stories. Learn how to, learn how yeah. to uh, or plagiarize. To, you know, to think on your feet. I can't think of improvise. Yeah, that word. That's, hmm, that's what's something the... I'm really bad at. <laughs> you, you'll you'll need good improvisation skills. That being uh, said, every story is just you know man versus man, man versus self, or man versus nature. So twist it. You, you know who's giant panda robots. You know who's if pretty that decent. That is your wish. You know who's pretty <laughs> decent at DMing. Yeah, I'm pretty decent at DMing. Uh, no, not you. Uh, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky plays a lot of D and D, and Pathfinder. Yeah, so, that's so the same game. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, well, no, Pathfinder is slightly different. Yeah, yeah D and D is modified. Uh, isn't it modified three? Or uh, three point five. Three point five. Because when four came around. You Everyone know, hated it was, it. it was bad enough to kill Gary it was, Gygax. It was Oblivion, the role-playing game. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It and was, yes. Five's okay. I just, I, I still prefer 3.5. It was a good system. So, Walt, since you were boring, uh, what what games have you been playing, Aroa? Um, well, I've been playing uh, Steam Big Picture Mode is, is an asshole and won't let mm. me use my controller with Stardew Valley. Um, so that's been annoying. That's a good uh, game. Yep. And I've heard many a good thing, yeah. Uh, and... No, the game, the big picture mode, not letting him play with the controller, that's a good game. Oh, that's what yeah. I meant, yeah. yeah. Game of the year, that is. Yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of, of tabletop RPGs, I've actually been playing, uh, Divinity, Original Sin. Again. What a loser, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it is a very good transition of the tabletop experience into a more traditional, uh, RPG kind of thing. Um, me and my, my buddy, John, we were very close to finishing the campaign, uh, with another friend of ours. And so we ended up stopping for whatever reason, like uh, last September, and so mm. we decided that we would really like to play the enhanced edition, but the story is totally different in enhanced edition. And we would really like to know what this ending is like in the original one. So we're just kind of trying to blow through it. We found out that we screwed up and jumped from like part 12 of the game to like part 18. Oh, and, and skipped over oh. a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, and... And so now that, all the enemies destroy them. Uh, well, no. What happened was we uh, we just kind of the the game is not very well balanced. If you have uh, two mages in your party, um, and we do, mm. so we ended up not having a whole lot of trouble uh, whenever we did that. Uh, so what happened was we hit a brick wall because we didn't trigger something that we were supposed to trigger about six hours earlier in the story. So we've had to go back and fight a bunch of stuff that's like six levels lower than us uh, to finish a plot line that we accidentally skipped over. Cool. That's yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's a very, like, 
rough indie game that managed to to have a lot of really cool systems, but they they screwed some things up. This is also the game that um, we had to contact the developers directly uh, because our save file um, ended up in a state where our a character of ours was in two different states at once. And that isn't supposed to actually be possible. And they had no Oops. idea, one, how we did that at, or how to fix it. Um, so we just ended up losing that character. We, we had to basically just take all of our equipment and move all of it over to a dummy character and build with <laughs> that. So we missed out on like all of her plot line and everything because she just broke. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, it, uh, Hopefully, Original Sin 2 uh, doesn't have any problems like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had a Original Sin installed for a long time. I wanted to co-op that with a, a buddy of mine that we haven't found the time to yet. But yeah, I, I do really want to play that because it, it looks like much more sort of old school, hardcore uh, CRPG, which I find very interesting. I've got a probably like 300 hours of these like old school RPGs that came out recently, like wasteland and pillars of eternity and that, that I have to sit down and play. I don't know when. Yeah. There's so many, it's so hard when you have like, you know, a job and a life and shit. Yeah, Yeah. I know. God damn it. Yeah. Cutting into like friggin' game time. It is a, it is a fantastic game. And if you own the original, you have enhanced edition. So oh, nice. I would, yeah, I would probably just go with just if you actually end up getting around to playing it with somebody to I would go with just downloading the enhanced edition. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because you get you get full voice acting. Um, they basically rebalanced all the combat in the game. They've added new classes and all this stuff, which it that's kind of a misnomer because it's really that they added new skills because there there are no classes in the game. Um hmm. But yeah, you basically just pick whatever you want. You can, you can be a, a mage, but also wear like heavy armor if you want to. It's it's very it's a very well designed system. It's just the game itself has flaws in it. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. So uh, if you've been playing anything else, or is that it? No, we can move on. Okay, I've been playing Rocket League. That's mm. fine. That's it again. Good game, good game, and you guys should play with me. Fuck you, Ro, for not playing with me. Uh, I don't even. You have the game. uh, You have the game. I know I do. I just haven't. I haven't played it at all. So well, play with me. What Uh, you say it is like fuck you for playing it with people other than me. You just haven't been playing it at all, and I'll message you and be like, "Hey, we should play a game," and you're like, "Yeah, we'll do that." And then then I get home from work and you don't reply. Look, you should know by now, messaging a row usually doesn't work in the way that you want it to. That's true. This is this is possible. <laughs> so yeah, I've also been I, playing yeah, somebody out game. somebody bid on the house that I bid on. Oh shit. <clears throat> so I'm glad we've all had about the same reaction. Mm, real estate. Yeah, so uh good thing is that with the clause that I signed, basically it says that I have seventy two hours and I can either say I want the house, I'm going to move in within the next 30 days. Or after the next 30 days, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll finish out the loan or whatever. Uh, or I can let the other person have it. So I can, I have until I think Wednesday to say whether or not I want to get the house. So, mm. 
Uh, I'm sitting and I'm thinking and, and waiting and my roommates, I spoke to them already. They're okay if I do end up leaving and not paying rent for like two months because, you know, I'll be gone. I won't be here anymore. But I, I'm sitting and thinking whether or not I want to do that or if I want to, uh, just wait and then try to get a different house. So that's, that's my dilemma right now. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Yep. I mean, I guess... What? Go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, I guess, you know, at least you're in the position where you you can say, yeah, I'll take it, but I got to go, you know, you you might have to sort of move fast, but at least you're, it's not in the position where you're like, yo, you still want this? You better give us more money. No, it wouldn't be, yeah, I I wouldn't need to put another, another offer down or anything. I would just have to start up the, like open the loan process and start it up and then be in there by middle of May probably. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a decent deal on the house. I just, you know, kind of stressed out trying to think about it too much, but I don't, I don't get too stressed out. So I'm pretty mm. laid back. So hopefully I will, uh, be able to get a house either. Uh, I'll, I'll choose in the next couple of days, whether or not what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to my mortgage people and all that and see what's going to happen basically you have like gone into the house and everything right yeah i've gone in i've looked at it and everything yeah okay i i i ask that not like because i i would expect that you did but i know somebody who just fucking put got a loan for a house and moved into it before having even looked at it wow because the person that they're living with was like yeah it's fine oh Uh, that's an awful idea yeah i know it's, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's move into the stories because there's this story I've been wanting to talk about ever since this morning when I looked at it and triggered gaming. Um, yes, the delightful closed Facebook group. Yep. So last week we spoke about Allison Rap getting fired from Nintendo for moonlighting with a different job, and mm. she was she was going. They said she used an alias and everything. Uh, and that, and, and Allison's thing was that it, she's like, well, moonlighting's fine at Nintendo and it might be fine at Nintendo, but I'm thinking the type of moonlighting that she was doing, which has recently been found out, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't allowed at Nintendo. So her moonlighting alias was Maria Mint <laughs> and she was, she's a prostitute. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean, I'm looking at these pictures and I mean, she's pretty attractive, but she was a prostitute. So, escort, thank you. Is there the prostitute? So, so maybe yeah. let's bring cat ears on that one. I didn't notice that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the prices though. Like, I know, right? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. They're kind of low. Like, what? No. I, no, I mean, so, um, Fucking well, maybe I'm just thinking because I don't I, I don't get escorts very often, but uh, not a connoisseur are you? No. So apparent like China. Do you guys remember China from the WWF? Yeah. No, but go on. Uh, she was an escort for a while. Fifteen hundred dollars an hour. Okay, well, there's a difference. Whenever you know you're a you're a celebrity in in your own right. Right. But That's I mean, true. 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm skewed and I've just been fortunate whenever I found these. <laughs> whenever you I, found prostitutes? Curious. I've been curious. And I was like, okay. you know, how much does, how much does this shit cost? Because there was a there was a porn star that I liked for a while and I found out that she had gone into escorting and I was like, man, I didn't realize that that was actually like a business that people talked about. And I found her page and she charges actually like less than this. And I mean, oh, she's okay. a porn star. Oh, wow. Eh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think that like, cause there's that, uh, cat house or something like that. My friends talked about it. Um, and it talked about the, or something, it talked about basically the, when Reno, the whorehouse is down there and, yeah. uh, they're like $2,500 an hour. So I, I maybe guess just maybe looking because you know you're you're going into it and it's and it's like you're gonna get you're gonna get some sex and time regardless of how ugly you are. Well, and Whereas, I, I I presume with an escort it's it's pre it's not in the contract but it's in the contract. Like, no, it's it's like I don't I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think any of us does, but like. From my understanding, it's more or less you're paying for a girlfriend for whatever length of time. It's okay. I just got a check for over $1,000. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some research in the next week. <laughs> uh, and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll videotape the entire incident, and we'll, we'll review it. You might need more than $1,000 for that, man. Yeah, probably. Uh, you get six hours of the VIP experience for her grand. Yeah, so, okay, one one hour, when you're light in time but heavy on desire, uh, $250. Uh, two hours, and, and I'm presuming for the $250, you get whatever you want. Uh, two hours, let's I'm get to... I'm beach tops. Yeah, probably, maybe. Two hours, let's get to know each other and have a little fun. Good option for new clients, $450. Three hours, some extra time to grab a bite and grab and bite. Oh, that's oh, so that's sexy. So <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> $650. Oh, I'm recording this yeah. so that I can Wait. use these completely out of context later. <laughs> no look, Your Honor. Seriously. <laughs> uh, four hours. What can't we do in four hours? $800. T- seriously, th- I'm not going to last four hours. Is that actually what it says? Yes. Yep. Yeah. What can't we do in four hours? It's even italicized. Yeah. Uh, VIP exper- uh, experience for gentlemen and ladies who want extra special time. Extended uh, yeah, she's, for uh, just one second, the awful font choice. Like, I'm having such a hard time reading anything I, that's not in black. I honestly think yeah. that's because it's it's on the archive website. Oh, sure? yeah, that might be it. Too. Yeah. The CSS might be all screwed up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because uh, I don't think it would look exactly like this on the normal website. But... Oh, yeah. Their their actual website is just white on black. Yeah. Anyway, VIP experience. Uh, extended dinner date. Let's go on the town for a romantic meal and still have plenty of time left to play in pi- private. Uh, six hours, $1,000. Uh, you got the comma. Yeah. Not the smartest tool in the shed, am I right? Right. Oh, she took her page down. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's why it's on archive. Yeah, that's why we're on an archive. Uh, long, long affair. The day and evening are ours. Dying to see a show. Visit a comic book shop. Take a walk through the park. Don't forget to save time to see me in private. Eight hours, thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, overnight, we can savor a nice dinner, have some active fun, and then fall asleep cuddling and watching old horror movies, or stay up all blank, 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 blank. Your blank, 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 blank hours, two thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that's supposed to be. I, th- I think something broke there. Yeah. Well, they they also did that with the email. I get doing that with the email. Yeah. But I don't I don't know why that's there. Uh. F- so full day. Let's jam pack our schedule with romantic outings, or just stay in, eat ice cream, and marathon your favorite show. It's your day. Twenty four hours. Twenty five hundred dollars. Uh. Weekend. Grib- uh. Give yourself a two day sensual staycation. <laughs> we can go out, stay in, sleep, stay up, kiss, laugh. Above all, let's relax and have fun together uh, away from everyday stressors. Time's negotiable Friday evening through Sunday morning. Because she's got to work at Nintendo. I mean, she has a job. Uh, $4,000. Uh, travel. I'm a travel guru and love to accompany you on your vacation or business trip. This option is only for returning trusted clients. Price negotiable. Um... So yeah, she's a she's a prostitute, which is fine. I don't care, but I can see totally why Nintendo fired her. Yeah, this is a what, what does she do at Nintendo again? HR or something boring like that? VR. Well, it was um. Wasn't was she? That, I, she, she had she worked. She was at, part at of the, Treehouse. Yeah, she worked at the Treehouse, um, and she at least was an advisor or something on. Uh, on like translation and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was the one trio, that... she, she worked with the, some of the trios localization people, I think. And she did a bunch of PR. Like she was the, when Nintendo did their E3 streams, like she was a big personality in a lot of their, their video shows and things like that. Yeah. Man. And, uh, apparently I, I'm thinking what happened is after everything came out, she probably either the service Eros, which I think she was on, uh, decided to get rid of her as well, or she decided that she just needed to back off of it because I mean, but she was in the media before. Now she's definitely in the media with you know getting fired from Nintendo and everything. So I can see why. Also, she I think according to somebody, she just got married. Uh, so maybe her maybe she wants to be loyal to her husband and not have sex with random men that give her lots of money or you know the husband's just a really long-term client you know they said price is negotiable <laughs> that's true what Prices is uh, are negotiable. for failure to fulfill right uh i mean he, he could also i mean just be okay with that that's true he could be that that's true he could be okay with it Maybe which he's is, into cooking yeah <laughs> that's it's very possible uh, and if he was okay with it, I don't really care. Like, I, in, in Washington, you know, prostitution is illegal, but, and this is, let's, let's be fair. It's called escorting, but it is prostitution. Um, but in like Nevada or whatnot, I honestly don't see why it's illegal. Cause I can go meet up with a girl at a bar and have sex with her. Actually, okay. I can't, uh, but it is theoretically possible that people can hook up with people from bars and have no consequences 
but yet you give somebody five dollars for a hand job and they go to jail. So, yep. and you I don't go to remember jail. why. I re- I remember reading something about how that ended up becoming a thing, and it was how what? it was bullshit. How the uh, prostitution being illegal became a thing. Yeah, and it's the uh, yeah. old world's oldest profession. Yeah, I, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, uh, but that's just an update from our story last week. We found out what she did, and. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'll try to research it more this week, give you a more solid answer next week. <laughs> At least 24 hours on Aerostack.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give her a more solid answer, too. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, so let's go... <laughs> uh, let's move on to game politics. So, I don't know if anyone else here goes to game politics. I do, uh, about once or twice no. a week. Uh, it's shutting down. No. Which, yeah, kind of suddenly, too, but, yeah. At the well, same time, I, I always know, I, I noticed a few times I'd been linked to it in that the last while, that its its comment section never seemed super active, so I was wondering how busy they actually were. Right, and, I mean, this this one for them shutting down is pretty active. Uh, they recently, within like the last year, year and a half, updated their website. So I thought that they were going to stay for a while, but mm. nope. Uh, they are done, and they are ending um a week from tomorrow. Is their last is their day that they're shutting down? I believe the eighteenth of April. So yeah, I, I really like game politics. I thought that they were. A pretty reliable news source for, you know, for the last, what, 10 years or more. And Yeah, they've been around for, I remember reading, I used to be active there years and years and years ago, like when the, the Jack Thompson thing was still a, was, you know, still a thing that was happening. Yeah. They, they've definitely been around for a while. But apparently, I guess there's three people that work on the site, mainly, and uh, they decided that they were not putting their full effort towards the website, so they just are going to back off of it. So, sad to see them go. Just so you know, Reet Entertainment will stay here until, I don't know, next year or something. Whatever. We'll yeah. happily, happily pick up the mantle. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Nathan, you should buy it. You buy the rights to it. Uh, no, because it is... slowly incorporate your name all over it. It is owned by unwinnable.com. Is that what it is? Uh, basically the, the parent company is still going to own it. So just shoot him an email. Be like, Hey, I hear you're looking for journalists and, uh, <laughs> then we can all get jobs there. It'd be great. That'd be nice. But yeah, unfortunately game politics is shutting down. So if you have gone to game politics recently or, or not recently, but if you've gone to game politics in the past and you like them, go down. Uh, I put the link below to the article and, you know, say goodbye to the people because they were a really good site. I I really liked reading their articles and everything. So, Yeah, hopefully, though, the, the people from that will, will go on to keep writing about games in some respect. Right. They, they do say that they will be. Um, I'll be the, the person writing it, which is James Fudge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Well, he says, I'll be editing other people's writing for the monthly digital games magazine, Unwinnable. If you haven't had the chance, you can check out unwinnable.com. Okay. So you can check them out. I don't like the layout very much of unwinnable.com. I'm just going there. I don't really care for it. Yeah. Yeah, I was taking a look at it, too. It's, uh, yeah, it's not ideal. It might be a good site, uh, but it's something about... I don't like having those little squares, basically, but that's just me. Hmm. What's going on? Oh. Anyway, so let's talk about Apple. We mentioned them earlier. And let's... Aroa really likes this, you know, Apple refusing to do things for the government. So uh, apparently in February, they refused to unlock an iPhone as well. But this was less well heard of. Um, as so, do you want to cover this, or did you read about it at all? I actually haven't heard of this. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to read the article for you. Uh, this is from Engadget. I'll have the link posted below. Uh, not that the dust and mostly has mostly settled down between the government and Apple over the San Bernardino shooter's iPhone 5C. We're learning that is it, this isn't the first time the firm has objected to breaking into smartphones. In February, a Boston magistrate tried getting the iPhone maker to provide reasonable <laughs> assistance in extracting information from the alleged gang member's headset, according to an unsealed court documents obtained by Reuters. But like in the case involving... Sid, Sid, Rizwan, Syed, Farouk, Syed Farouk, Farouk, uh, the tech juggernaut didn't comply. Uh, as magistrate Marianne Bowler, Bowler has sort of a, uh, assistant entails. Sorry. Uh, to the extent possible, extracting data from the device, copying data from the device to an external hard drive or other storage medium and returning the aforementioned storage medium to law enforcement. Exactly which model of iPhone was involved in this case and whether or not the government's tool for bypassing its security applies to this one aren't clear at this point. If anything, though, this proves that Apple at least remains steadfast in not complying with any request to hack down its software, not just when it's highly public case. So... That's pretty cool on Apple's part for not, you know, for sticking their guns to it over plenty of different cases. It's not just with the San Bernardino case. Yeah. Because I can see companies. That's that's cool. Because I could see companies trying to use it for uh, PR, basically saying, oh, no, we're not going to do that. And Mm -hmm. because the, the eyes are watching, but when eyes aren't watching certain cases, they still stick to their guns of not weakening their software. So that's pretty cool. Was yeah. that right? This all started over a headset? What? No. So th- no, this handset. whole handset. Okay. Handset. Let me look at that. MS headset. What the f- what's the fucking point of the phrasing like that, though? Seriously. Uh, it's journalism, and you're supposed to try to avoid reusing words. Uh, that's lame. Yeah. Because it makes idiots like me misread things. It it yeah it just complicates things more. But. Yeah, it's a lot less shocking than I thought it was, and I was like, at first I was thinking, it's not like it has RAM on it, you know? Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the thing is, uh, I have kind of started to question why Apple wouldn't have some kind of means of taking the encrypted 
data off of a phone. Like, it's cool that they don't, but that's kind of interesting to me how there's no way to just dump an encrypted backup or something and then crack that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did have something. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering, like, or, or if that's what the FBI did when you know yeah. the FBI recently came back and said, actually, no, we don't need your help anymore. So screw you guys. I wonder if the FBI figured how to how to do that. Just literally dump the stored, uh, dump the content on the stored flash memory, and then just hack it at that to to brute force it rather than brute force your way into the phone. I, right. uh, they they worked with, um, I think it was a it was a Middle Eastern uh, group that they worked with on that. And I, I want to say that th there hasn't been anything that's confirmed, but a lot of people are assuming that yet yeah, use some kind of NAND mirroring that, thing. That's what I was going to say. From what I heard, it's probably NAND mirroring, which is yeah. in layman's term, they create an image of it and then just keep retrying the codes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, basically it, like taking an image of a hard drive, except they do it with the actual, yeah, flash storage on the phone. And then, yeah, you can bash on that data all day long. Yeah. Which the w the government, um, they have access to not, e they don't even need like a Chinese supercomputer to brute force uh, a password fairly quickly. Oh, you yeah, could just no, use one not. of our, especially if it's a four-digit password. I mean, you could just use one of our computers to brute force it. Well, a four-digit yeah. password, yeah, but I think with iOS... Seven. No, nine, sorry. Yeah, iOS I think nine. Would, yeah, I think nine uh, requires a six. It doesn't, so it doesn't require a six-digit password. I thought it required it. No, because you can bypass mm. that and choose to use a four-digit password. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it defaults to a six-digit one. Yeah, right. The, your right. average person would probably just punch in whatever it asked them to. So yeah, see, at yeah. my at my work, we use iPhones, and they tend to like putting four-digit passwords. I won't tell you what the digits are, but they put four-digit passwords on them, and so. When we got the new iPhone in for somebody, they wanted us to put a six-digit password in. But And so my coworker was like, oh, yeah, I said it as this because they need a six-digit password. And I was like, no. And so I changed it to the four-digit password because they want they want a specific number for... Oh, that, that's yeah. a stupid idea. Well, it's not a specific number. It's a specific number for each phone, but it's still four digits. Oh, so, okay. but it's so it's, it's a different number that it's four digits yeah it's a it's a, I use a nine. even if it was six digits you could still you know crack that with a with a, a decent desktop computer if you wanted to that's that's the thing is the fbi's only problem was you know being able to do so without the iphone wiping itself but if they right. can copy the memory out then it's yeah it's relevant at that point Oh, right. Yeah. Cause but that's also kind of scary that, you know, because they have figured out how to do that. And now they, in theory, could freely crack, you know, any iPhone or probably any smartphone at all, really, without even needing to go to the manufacturer and thus not have anyone be aware that it's even happening. So, so actually not, still not ideal. <laughs> actually, according to everything I've read, this will not work past a 5C. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right, because it's a 5C, right? So they're, yeah, in, in theory, well, well, and I guess in practice, Apple actually changed up the um, uh, encryption method. So, yeah, I guess they'd have to... to they'd have to, to find something, something else, else even. But the NAND mirroring will work for 5C or, or below, but it won't work yeah. for a 6 or 6S or the SE or anything like that. 
Yeah, so, probably it, it probably would, would like the mirroring would probably work with like some Android devices, but probably not all of them and yeah. things like that too. So yeah, it's it, not a it's not a one one solution for everything, I guess, which is good. Yeah, and you know if you're on if you if you have a smartphone and you're actually concerned about the government getting at your shit, which uh, I mean let, let let's be honest, I mean if you're worried about that, uh, you're a little too paranoid. Probably, yeah. but um, you can always just use an actual password on your phone. Oh yeah, because uh, a digit password is way less protect, like way less protection yeah. than you know whatever. Because basically, you've got you know one through you got a decimal system, or you have twenty six characters that you can use per uh, letter. So even if it's a yeah. four digit or a four-letter password, it's going to be way more protected than a four-digit password. And with uh, oh, yeah. w- whenever I had an iPhone, um, since I had the convenience of Touch ID, I uh, I yeah. made my password actually good. Yeah, do and... not do not use the word fuck for your password nope. if it's four digits. Just saying. Probably going to be the first one they check. Yeah. It... Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, if, if you make it like a sentence or something, like they would actually have to have a supercomputer to, oh, yeah. Your shit. Oh, yeah, sir, definitely. <laughs> I would never do that with a phone, though, because I'd always type it in wrong because I hate, uh, touchscreen well, keyboards. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I use, or that's why I only <laughs> did it with my iPhone because I've got Touch ID. I type it in one time and I turn my phone on, and then the rest of the time it doesn't matter. Oh, that's cool. Now, but you don't have an iPhone anymore. Nope, now I've got an Android phone, so I just have a nine-digit password that I use. Once Dang. I get uh, an Android phone with, like, an actual uh, fingerprint scanner, then I'll probably go back to having a password. That, that can make sense. Uh, let's move on. So, I, I know you, none of you guys care about this, but Romancing Saga 2. It's a game that was released for the Super Famicom over in Japan about 20 three years ago and i hear a row of yawning uh it's getting released in the united states finally yeah waiting yeah i know uh actually i don't even know i've never played the original romancing saga game so eh. apparently number one and three have a good english translation done you know from hackers and stuff but they actually Two, the the translation isn't very good, from what I understand. Hmm. So they're actually releasing it an Android version soon. What's being okay, said? So yeah, it's okay. So it's a mobile release. Interesting. Uh, did you just type in your password, Connor? Yeah, that's a Roa's password. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a long it, amount of numbers too. It's a Roa one three three seven. So row 1337. Idiot. That's 10. Oh, yeah, there's one too many ones there. <laughs> You're still an idiot. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so who's going to pick this up for the Android? Nope. I mean, if, uh, if it was coming out on Vita and it was, like, free, I'd it, give it a shot. It is coming out on the Vita. In Japan. In, in Japan. In Japan, yeah. And yeah, no. that, that Vita I got right in front of me right now totally helps that, don't it? Yep. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they love this system and totally haven't forgotten about it. Or, hey, hey, it's the Vita is more supported than the PlayStation TV. Well, there is that. Yeah. I actually love the PlayStation oh. TV, and they do not support it at all. That thing is tiny. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. It really is. I don't care. It's awesome. Like, I, uh, it blew my mind. I had never seen it before. And I, uh, I went over to my friend Tyler's uh, on, was it yesterday? Yeah. No, that was Friday. Maybe. I don't, I don't even remember. No, it was Thursday. Who cares? And he had to, he had it sitting on a box. And I was, I had no idea that it was like, it's like the size of my phone. Yeah, it's which really I guess is small. all it really needs, but it's. I think it's smaller than your phone. It is really small. I, I don't have a very big phone. Oh, okay. But I may get this game, uh, but probably not for a while. I I don't know why they don't just release a like a Steam version, like they do with the Square Enix games. Yes, they're shitty because they're the Android ports over to a, the Windows machine, but they. They should at they least might get a couple do that. sales from it, you know. Yeah, they might be able to get some sales or something, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I've just never understood the whole like playing a, a, one of these old school like you know tens of hours long RPGs on a phone screen with touch controls just doesn't appeal to me at it, all. Yeah, me neither. That's why I haven't done it. If anything, yeah. the the most I I would do would be to have you guys used Andy before. Yeah, I yeah, have, yeah, I've used I've them before. With it. I use them all the time. Yeah, so I've used Andy, which is an emulator. I'm just ignoring Connor, which is an emulator <laughs> for uh, for your computer that you can run Android apps with. And yeah, so, there's like there's like ten of those now. Yeah, there's Andy, there's BlueStacks, and there's a few others. I can't really there's think. Duo, of. There's Duos. Yeah, there's a few. Other. I was yeah. trying a bunch of them out at one point to maybe do a video for my channel to compare them, but I all ha I had weird hang-ups with all of them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think Andy was the, the best. browser, honestly. Yeah, a Andy was yeah. the best, but uh, I would do that. What I would do is, you know, get Andy, install it, make sure it works, and then run Romancing Saga onto that, because yeah. I, I don't want to play it on my phone, because playing it on your phone is stupid. Yeah, even if I had an Android tablet, like it's still not as as nice. If I could just control it, yeah. If you could just and with those emulators, you know, you can off the map uh, key presses to like you know touching parts of the screen and stuff, so you could technically map it up with keyboard support and and all that stuff, which would be yeah, that's the way I'd want to do it too. Right. Uh, let's move on since Aroa. I, I, and I was oh, gonna oh, mention though. Were you? This is this is just more reasons for someone else to make another shield portable type device where it's a controller with a screen integrated on it. Well, you do are that. You, are you Actually, sure about that for the games that no one's buying? So yeah, no one's their right mind's going to make hardware like that now. They keep on failing. So here's the yeah, deal, though. They actually have a ton of hardware like that. Like yeah, I know they have the hardware, but they're not selling well. No, because, I mean, there's the shield, but there's other... Basically, Android, they're Android phones, basically, or tablets with a controller built around them that you, that I bought one before, but it didn't are, work. Um, you talking about those like really shitty Chinese things? Yes. That, okay. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. Or what are you thinking of? Just the shield? 
The only thing I I know of that's at least like you know commonplace is the shield portable. Which Wasn't they, there a razor? They, I think razor was. Yeah, razor made one. Working on one. I don't know if it's out, but I know they, they were. They never. They never. They they made like a like a set top box. No, like I'm. The, I think they did. They didn't make a, mm. a portable thing, as far as I know. Let's see. They made it. They made it. Razor made a. They made a tablet, but it was actually just a. It was a Windows PC though. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was. It was actually. It was actually just a PC that was like in tablet form and had like those two weird like analog stick handle things you could clamp on the side. Was it the did Razor Edge? Yeah, they did. Uh, Total Biscuit had one for a while. They were. It was the yeah. The, I think Razor it might have been the Razor Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have yeah, the Forge. They also have the Forge TV. Okay. Which is a Android set top box, which I believe is what they're what somebody said earlier. Uh let's yep. see, how much is it? Also, I, I mentioned this last week. I hate this page where it's all the information is on the, like one page and you just scroll down. Just give me a oh, fucking yeah. link. If or, I wanna you know, be if, able to shorten the shit that you don't want to see. Yeah. It's not that hard. I, I hate know. front end work and it's like that's level one stuff, you know. Yeah collapse or something whatever how much is it if somebody uh, can find the price it's control um, f uh control f a dollar sign that usually works for me i'm not even i'm not even looking at it i can tell you it's probably like 250 probably uh let's see i'm going to amazon uh no 168 dollars really yeah you know, uh let's read oh wait you're talking about the razor product right yeah yeah, that's because no one bought it. Yeah, so let's let's read about it a little bit. Um, it has a two out of five on Amazon reviews, with sixty three percent one star ratings. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, let's. I'll read this first one, and then we can move on. This thing is flat out embarrassing. You have to choose between either getting the device with a $50 controller or nothing at all. To set up to use the remote app on your phone, wait, you can use control with your phone apparently? You need an actual remote. So, if you don't have one, you can't even use this thing. It's not like the app is usable anyway. Every time your screen shuts off on your phone, it tries to read connect. Uh, takes about a minute each time to reconnect. I plugged in my PS4 controller. The mapping is off and frustrating to use. Typing is impossible. Every time you select a letter, it types it twice. Backspace will backspace trice, use, trice, twice useless. Uh, this whole thing is bug- buggy. If you do a search in the app, it says this app can be installed from the App Store and bring to your store homepage. So basically, you have to find anything you're looking for in lists that aren't inclusive of the actual apps. They are in no particular order. By the way, no apps. No Amazon Prime Video, HBO Go, Showtime, Netflix. Uh, so it sucks, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a Razor mm. product. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah. You're kind of an idiot if you support that company. Yeah. Who would, who would use one of their headsets? Seriously. Idiots. Yeah. Who would use their mouse and keyboards? Yeah. Double idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made, honestly, getting this mouse. Actually, but you I know, I, I am going to defend the headset that I'm using because it's actually very good. Right, I have, already got I, have the old, I have the old Black Widow, and 
I'm yeah. not, I'm I had a Black sleep. Widow as a work keyboard that was good for a while, and I had a first-gen Razer Kakarius headset that lasted me for years and was really good. The new ones are garbage, but that one was back when Razer actually for a while did make some good stuff. But yeah, I had a Razer mouse once a few years ago that I friggin' hated. Yeah, I, I typically go with... have become shit, and yeah. that's what's I've heard that too, yeah. I typically go with Logi products. Yes, yeah. Logi. Logi. They, they've kind of gone the way of NVIDIA for me. They've they, they've earned their spot on my computer. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. let's talk about the last story of the day. It's actually, uh, it's going to be terrible. Let's just say it's going to be terrible, but I'm still going to watch it. Mega Man is getting a new <laughs> cartoon. Brand oh, okay. boy. I'm, I'm actually excited for it. That's I mega awesome. The old one. The, uh, oh, no. the, the old <laughs> podcast is over. Has anyone actually seen <laughs> You don't like uh, Has anyone actually seen the original cartoon of it? Yes. The original Mega Man? Yeah. Right. Like the the early the, the one that came out at like six AM. Yeah, not the not That's the one I ass. just ref not the one I just referenced, which was Captain N. Uh but actually Mega Man. Yeah, I watched it a little bit. Not very very often, but I did see it when I was a kid. Uh, right. They weren't great, but they were fun. Yeah, I so like Mega Man too. It was all right. So, and it's it's coming from the creators of Ben Ten. I never actually watched Ben Ten. I, I I know you don't want to Google the cousin or whatever the the lady one because the internet's the an awful place. Because the internet did things with that knowledge. You know? uh, well, it's, it's just come on, guys. She's like, what are they like, fourteen or something? I'm I'm they're presuming 10. they're ten. Yeah, I believe yeah. That they're supposed to be like ten. Internet. That's even huh. better. Appar- so apparently, it's supposed to release in 2017 to coincide with the 30th anniversary of Begaman. Uh, and Ben 10, from what I understand, is supposed to be a pretty good cartoon. So, uh, kind of awesome. I'm probably going to watch it just because it's Mega Man, and you need to support Mega Man because Mega Man is awesome, and they need to make a new game. I was going to say, you need to support that. Mega Man because Capcom sure as hell isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and isn't, uh, isn't Mighty Number no. 9 also in development hell again? Oh, is it still well, in it was delayed hell? again recently, and I, I, just, I, 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 was, I backed that friggin' train wreck, and yeah, I, just, I don't know. I want a Mega Man in my life. Why is See, it so I, gotta, I played a tech demo for my, or I played a very early release demo that was released to backers for Mighty Number no. 9 a while ago, and ooh, I hope it's come away since then. <laughs> that's, that's all yeah, I gotta say. I, I gotta play it a <laughs> little, I gotta play it a little bit when I was at the uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo, because we had <laughs> a representative. That's a retro game. Yeah, so we had a representative from uh, Exceed, or I don't know what it is. What what company they're with now? Deep Silver's publishing it. I think. Okay. You know. We had a representative yeah. from the company that was making it come over, and we ha- actually actually I got to hang out with them a bit, uh, have dinner with them the night before, and then we spoke the next day and played the game a little bit. So that was pretty so cool. So Reeton was the escort. Yes. <laughs> no. So actually, what happened was, um, my friend Holly is hot. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, and, that, that, okay. yeah, and well, and so she has a lot of <laughs> friends that she's made online. So we went there and we hung out with uh, the gaming historian, Pat the NES Punk, uh, Brental Floss. Like we had dinner with these guys, and nice. uh, though the 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 those people that were from Japan, they came over and we hung out with them and talked about the game. 
and they so they all had dinner with us and stuff. We also got to hang out with uh and give him a little shout out. Really good guy, uh, Square Painter. Um, I don't know if you've seen him. He's on Retroware. He does the you know s or the reg like eight bit paintings or whatnot. He's oh, actually yeah. a really cool guy. Uh, if you haven't seen his stuff, go to YouTube and look up Square Painter. So anyway, so. Well, how the fuck do we get on this topic? Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number Nine. So and I gotta Mega play Man it. It was, it was kind of fun, Mighty Number no. Nine. But I can see why you would say, "Oh boy," because they've delayed it what four times now? At least, yeah, at least three too many. Yeah, four times and at least one major art downgrade. And and not only that, they also tried to get another Kickstarter going before Mighty Number no. Nine has been released. Yep. They so they, tried another Kickstarter going for some anime thing that was going to tie into it, and then they canceled that Kickstarter because some Chinese investment company stepped up and offered to pay for it, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. So I mean I, I, I do hope I do hope it's good because of the you know, because of the, the pedigree of some of the people behind it. Like it's being done by Concept, which is the you know, has original Mega Man people involved with it. Like I hope it's good and you know, as someone who backed the friggin' thing, I definitely really hope it's good. But yeah, that early demo I played, I was like, Oh boy, if it's like this, that mm but that that demo apparently was quite a. Uh, I didn't realize that they put that demo out until it had been out for a long time. So it was very very early. So maybe it's improved a lot. I hope it has. Right. I yeah. I I'm probably gonna get it when it comes out. Parallax Abstraction, of course, is gonna get it. I'll I'll be covering <laughs> it. Don't you worry about that. Even if I hadn't backed it, I'll be I'll be covering it because it's yeah it's very fitting for my channel. So. Yeah, and so uh, to your point earlier, before we go, I want to say thank you for doing the Atari Vault. Oh yeah, no, my pleasure. Because I was actually going to do that because my friend James, who listens to the podcast every week, Hi, uh, James. yeah, Hello. he wanted to he wanted me to get it and do a video on it and review the games and see how it played and everything. And now I don't have to. <laughs> so like I said, collection, the collection, it's done by a company who uh, specializes in uh, retro conversions and packagings for modern systems. And they're, it's done by guys called code mystics and they're, they're very good at what they do. And, uh, yeah, the game selection is not really what I would have wanted out of it myself, but it that comes down to taste. If you like, if you like the stuff that's on offer, it's very well put together. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's end this. Let's, let's call this a day. End uh, this. end it, end it. I'm breaking up with you, Connor. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, so I want to thank all of you for being here. Connor Nemesis Besh. Woo! And you can find Connor Nemesis Besh on Twitter at Nemesis0320. Woo! Uh, you got Parallax Abstraction, which is pa at px abstraction on twitter and you can also follow him at p uh, at px media PXA media, media yeah that's just uh, where i talk about my i've been using twitter much lately so it's been mostly stuff about my content but pxa media is only stuff about my content so yeah. and then uh, also on twitch at px abstraction yeah, Twitch and YouTube. Uh, yeah, I've put I managed to put a few videos up on YouTube. I've been trying to get through my backlog of stuff I wanted to cover, but the last few weeks have just been so friggin' busy. But uh, I've got more stuff coming this week. I hope stuff's finally calming down. So right, uh, you can follow tw uh, on Twitter Aroa at 
Aroa. And his yep. his YouTube is Aroa1337. Yep. And his Twitch is Aroa. Nope. 1337. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. You didn't let him finish. Yeah, I, I wasn't finished. I, I knew what I was saying. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Reeton on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitch, Reeton. Uh, YouTube is Reeton. Everywhere is Reeton. You can also go down the little link below from Green Man Gaming. Press that little button. Uh, next week on YouTube, I'm going to be reviewing WWF Steel Cage Challenge. Uh, it's either that or... WWF King of the Ring. I also might just do both of them just to get it done quicker because I've been doing it for five weeks now. Uh, and then the, the probably actually I'll just review both of them at the same time. Uh, do a dual video and then the following week I'll start with the two WCW games for the NES. And then I can move on from there and actually do different modern games. <laughs> Playing through a bunch of shitty wrestling games is way harder than you would think. Yeah, I imagine it is. So, anyway, thank you guys for being here. I'm going to end the podcast and then go eat dinner. Cool. So, so what? We watch anime. So, so what? what? We, we play, play League. league. We're just I'm, having fun. We, we don't, don't care, care who sees. Uh, I don't know if Parallax Abstraction knows what we're talking about. Nope. That is the... <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you know he's never listened to the podcast. It's, it's yeah. Dumb <laughs> yeah. It's the intro for my podcast because my friend, I wonder if I, let me see if you can hear it. Uh, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah, I, I set up your, I, I set up your voice meter thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've been using to record it with, record it this time. Oh, nice. So I think I should be able to go here and here. So what we watch anime. So what we play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we stay in? It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Aren't you glad you're associated with that? I have actually heard that before. I don't know. I think I'm just too tired. But yes, now now <laughs> that I heard it, I was like, oh yes, I'd recognize that beat anywhere. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my friend Jake. You can you can actually go to his bandcap, which is uh, Rupert King, and purchase the song for whatever price you see fit. I actually had to purchase the song to be able to use it. I paid a whole <laughs> dollar for it. Nice. Actually, I think I paid five dollars for it just because he's my friend. So, anyway, thank you guys for for being here, and I will talk to you next week, if not before. I do pester people on Twitter a lot, so probably before. Alrighty. Cool. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye. Yep, yep, Ciao. Yep.